This is Bigger Pockets Daily, expert advice for real estate investors. If you like what you hear, check out biggerpockets.com. I think you'll find a warm, welcoming community, a wealth of data to help you make the best decisions, and calculators to help you analyze deals. We make the blog articles available on this show so you can absorb the information while you're organizing the garage or remodeling your bathroom on this Saturday. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we hosted on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. Know your risks before you grow. Here's what to expect in multifamily by Jay Chang. For the past several years, there has been talk of a potential recession for all kinds of reasons, but there's always a risk or a reason not to invest in real estate. Should that stop us from doing so? Simply put, no. It's indeed better to have no deal at all than to tie yourself up with a bad deal, but that doesn't mean there are no deals to be had. You just have to be patient and wait for the right ones. Yes, the competition is fierce and the prices are expensive. This is why you need to be even more selective and pay more attention to the fundamentals when investing in multifamily real estate. 
Unlike single-family properties, there are unique multifamily risks if you aren't paying attention to its specialized needs. There's no way to avoid risk completely, due to all the variables that aren't in your control when it comes to investing in real estate. Anything can go wrong at any time. But when it comes to multifamily investing, it's even more important to be aware of those risks and how to manage them effectively. To help prepare yourself, we take a look at the most common types of risk today on this podcast and ways to mitigate them. Number one, asset risk. This kind of risk is about the value of an asset and its general risk in the market. All assets basically have this, and it's important to understand how high it is in terms of the property you're interested in before investing in real estate. Honestly, there's no way to get rid of this kind of risk completely. It's pretty much built into the world of investing. But to deal with as little of it as possible, it's best to learn everything you can about the asset. Make the most informed investment by being educated and making sure the risk is worth it. Ask yourself these questions to get started. How much is the investment? Will I have to do renovations? And if so, how many? How much will those renovations cost? What kind of neighborhood am I planning to invest in? And where do I see it going in the future? So that last question, so important. A bad market will ruin even a great investment property. But investing in real estate within the same asset class can help you manage the expectations of multiple places at once. Number two, manager risk. A property will be less likely to perform well if it isn't managed well. Whether you manage the property directly or hire someone to do it for you, if the job isn't done properly, you'll most likely see a decline in the investment's revenue. To help mitigate this risk, save some money. A healthy cash flow is important in keeping your investors happy. A multifamily property typically generates a 6% cap, which is the net operating income divided by the initial purchase price. You may not have this 6% minimum cash flow in the beginning, depending on where you buy, but you should get very close to this number after some renovation. By the way, renovations... Yeah, they also cost money. In terms of upkeep, you also have to be on top of repairs needed for the home. These can become very expensive, very fast, if you aren't quick to act on them. Having about $10,000 on the side just in case anything happens while you have tenants is a great idea. But getting everything fixed up before you put your place on the market is also a smart move. Letting your property develop all kinds of issues will make it less valuable to people looking to move in. And if they do, they may not be likely to stay. Never rely on cash flow to finance your renovation cost. Doing this will restrain your capital and slow down the value-add progress. It's also risky if the cost turns out to be higher than budgeted. In addition, you should never budget only just enough money for renovation, Raise an additional 10% to 15% of the predetermined budget because construction is full of surprises. Things like multifamily loans can be an option, but those kinds of lenders can be pretty serious about paying back the money on time. If you won't be able to make a payment for any reason, it's likely that you won't get assistance from the lender. But this doesn't mean you should avoid renovations altogether. In fact, that's what will give you the edge when it comes to competition in the marketplace. The right kinds of changes will attract tons of potential residents to you. This, on top of expected rent growth, means that you can charge even more per tenant over time. Number three, 
Over-leverage risk. This kind of risk is all about being in too much debt compared to your property's value and cash flow. Basically, if a piece of real estate is in such bad shape that it isn't worth fixing up, your over-leverage risk is really high. Sometimes, having this risk isn't a bad thing because people can see the potential in projects. And if you're planning on flipping the property, you can save a lot of money by living in one unit while fixing it and renting out the vacancies as they become ready for tenants. To avoid this one, be sure to go into your investments with a plan. Have a set budget for how much you're willing to spend on a property and then how much you're open to spending on renovations. So many landlords love a good project and fixer-upper, but if your money is not managed effectively, the multifamily risk here would be too high and turn the home into a money pit. Number four, economic and local market changes. As investors, we all know that market conditions never stay the same for long. That's why it's so important to research the area you're investing in beforehand. Think about which industries are most likely to get hit the hardest during the next downturn and avoid cities that rely heavily on those types of industries. Part of that multifamily risk is that you'll have multiple families living on your property. If every one of them works in the same field and that industry goes down tomorrow, you're out of luck. Cities with great employment diversity are much more resilient economically than a city that is heavily reliant on just one industry or one company. You'll be able to draw many different kinds of people to your multifamily property, which could lessen the need to continuously be on the lookout for tenants. Number five, difficulties with financing. Getting started in real estate can be difficult, but it can be even more so with multifamily housing. For example, many states, like New York, require investors to put down three to four times as much money in a down payment on a multifamily compared to a single-family property. Getting a loan or investors can be more difficult, too. To combat this, you have to save up even more money to cover the cost of the down payment, renovations, marketing, and more. At least $100,000 for a property with three or more units should be enough to get you started. But also remember that with multifamily housing, a lot can go wrong at once. The responsibility to take care of all of that is on you. If you don't have the money to manage all of this up front, it will be easy to fall into debt you can't get out of. No reward without risk. Even though we're discussing avoiding risk as much as possible, that doesn't mean the risk isn't worth it. Making the right kinds of choices with the right kind of risk could ultimately mean a great outcome for you. At the end of the day, any real estate investment is a gamble because we never know what the future holds. Adding the extra concerns with multifamily risk only makes things that much more stressful. But being educated about all of these topics can make it as easy as possible to get involved and help you make the best possible choices. So it's more and more likely you'll be able to cash out. All right, that's it for this show. But remember, we have a whole library of episodes with timeless information about how to grow your real estate portfolio so you can enjoy the life you were meant to live. Just tap all episodes in your podcast app or scroll back in the feed to check out an older but still evergreen show. Otherwise, dear listener, until tomorrow. <laughs>